Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. We'll do What's Worse coming up at 720. We'll also have one of our pairs of Mets tickets to give away in about 10 minutes or so. So you want to stay tuned for that. We'll talk to John Harper of the New York Daily News at 835. And also Frank Fleming, who is the fanatic Met fan who had a rough day commuting uh, to opening day yesterday. And his video went viral. I uh, When somebody sent it to me last night, I couldn't help but laugh out I mean, I laughed out loud watching it because I certainly can relate. I mean, we've been there before, right? Trying to get to opening day, make sure that you're on time. And, of course, something goes wrong. And there's been, I know you just heard Jeff talk about it in the report right there, there's been a mess at Penn Station with these trains here. There's always something. Long Island Railroad, New Jersey Transit, always something. On the road, if you're out there in traffic, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The bridge, all this nonsense. Uh, Even late at night, you think you're safe and there's construction work. It's just infuriating. And uh, our buddy Frank let loose on TV yesterday. I don't know if it was a local spot or whatever it was. Anyway, we'll talk to Frank at uh, at 7.35. Uh, we'll get into the Tony Romo stuff in a little bit. Right now, we'll get back to the calls. 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Barbara is in Rockaway. What's up, Barbara? Hi, how you doing, Sal? I'm Always nice to hear you. Oh, nice to hear from you. What's up, Barbara? Yes. All I can say is when the Mets originally got Bartolo, I was like, oh, God, here we go again. You know, another loser. <laughs> that man. <laughs> I, Barbara, I how dare the, you? I, you know, it was like, oh, here we go. You know, Mets again. You know. So I was sitting here at work, and I, I listened to the games at work because I don't have a TV here. So I have my radio. And, I mean, he drove me crazy. I just, I'd sit here, and I'd be screaming. You know, it was, he was great. He just... He made my day. He made my night. And when he did his, I, I happened to catch the catch, and I happened to catch the uh, home run on TV. Wow! And I knew the ball was gone. I was going, oh my god, oh my god, big butt. He hit a home run. I was screaming. It's a good thing nobody was there. They were locked me up. <laughs> I'm he, sure. I'm it, sure you weren't alone, Barbara. It's going to be hard seeing him in another uniform. I, I, I hope, like you said, maybe something happened and they'll get him back next year. Well, I mean, maybe they get him back uh, mid this year if the Braves would, fall out of it and the Mets need an arm and they go get him. I would not be shocked if that were to be the case and the Mets pay whatever's remaining on his salary. Barbara, before we let you go, will yes. you be rooting for Bartolo tomorrow? How are you going to approach? Uh, I don't want mother? him to get killed. I, I want him to. I want the Mets to be ahead. I want them to get like one run off him and then. He That's leaves it? because One he run? has a stomachache or something. <laughs> you don't want to see fitting stomachache. No, I mean, I, Daniel Murphy was my favorite Met, and when they, they, they didn't re-sign him, it killed me. And now he murdered. Every time he comes to the plate, I just hold my head and go, oh, here we go. How would you handle that? Did you root for Murphy when he first came back? Um, I rooted for him to do okay. Nobody else on the team should get a hit, though. Well, only of... only Daniel get a single or a double, and they never bring him home. If you love Murphy, I can understand that, but I'm sure you get sick of seeing him hit home run after home run and just well, torching the, the Mets. It, after a while, it was like, 
Oh, maybe I'll just go to the stadium and when he's not looking, just put him in a headlock. <laughs> right, somebody's got to do something to take him out. Maybe, maybe Matt Harvey is going to give him a little chin music this year. So, Barbara, or, you or will. Maybe Thor. You will. You, yeah, right. That's a good point too. Maybe Thor will do it. You That's will. Right. You will root for Bartolo. Let's I, say. Let's say he's facing Cespedes. Two guys on first inning. You want. You don't want Cespedes to hit a three-run homer there. You want Bartolo to just give up one run and then get out of the game. And I, have the, I have the strange feeling the two of them are going to look at each other and probably start laughing. Yeah, I, I don't but know. Bartolo, Bartolo is just, he's, he's joy. He's pure joy. Yeah, maybe. You know what? You're right. He doesn't take anything too seriously. No, he doesn't. He does. I mean, when they hit a home run off him, he looks, he goes, huh, oh, let me chew my gum and play with the ball again. Which is yeah. one of the things you love about him. I loved it. I loved it. He, he, he is, he's a perpetual boy of summer. Yeah. That's what Bartolo is. Yeah, and we'll miss him. Thank you for the call, Barbara. Good stuff right there from you. I think it's interesting. I would not, like I said, the only guy, the only opponent I ever remember rooting for trying to think if there was somebody else when I was younger that maybe I mean I always loved Greg Jeffries but that was a little different story I don't really remember rooting for him when he came back to play against the Mets um but when Piazza came back I remember being at the game at Chase Stadium and rooting hard for him and of course he did not disappoint and you I wanted him to hit that third home run I didn't care if the Mets lost that game that's how much I love Piazza Piazza gave me so many moments throughout his Mets career that I didn't care what happened, if the Padres would beat the Mets or not. And it really was an irrelevant game anyway, if I remember at the time. Mets were blowing that division out. It was 2006, so the Mets were running away with that division anyway. I think it was an August night. Who cares if they lose to the Padres? It would be for good cause for Mike Piazza, a man who provided me and the Mets fans with moment after moment after moment. I had no problem watching him once again do something that was just incredible Hit uh, hit a couple of homers there. I was definitely rooting for another one. Can't think of another player, though, that I actually rooted for. I will not be rooting for Bartolo to have success tomorrow. I certainly did not root for Daniel Murphy to have any sort of success. As great as he was in the world, in the playoffs in 2015, can't root for can't root for Murph. I'm trying to think if there's a, another guy. But uh, right now, Piazza is the only one that comes to mind. Rogers and Howell, you're on the voice of New York 710 WR. What's up, Rog? Hey, Sal, how you doing? Good, how are you? Just, uh, I, I can't bring myself to root for Bartolo. I couldn't bring myself to root for Daniel Murphy, even though I, I knew, I knew Murphy would come back and kill us. I knew that. And I'm praying he doesn't do it again this year. Oh, he probably will again. What about Piazza, Roger? You root for him? Uh, not, uh, believe it or not, as much, not, not as much. I was never a, 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 as big a, a Piazza fan. I was always a, a Gary Carlos fan and, and going back a Jerry Grody fan. Yeah, but so what does that mean? You didn't love uh, Piazza at all, and you're not alone, by the way. I've heard that before. Uh, really, no. I, I just, I, I just never fell in love with him. I don't know what it was. I just, I just never fell in love. Obviously, Matt um, Wall has and always will. But I, I just, I, I went back to, to to Brody and those guys, and uh, I, I seriously question Darnell. If you look at our, our teams that really went places. We had catchers that were outstanding, uh, that would hit the clutch and throw guys out. And I'm hoping Darno shows that this year, but I'm really skeptical. Yeah, I'm skeptical too. Thank you for the call, Roger. Uh, I, w- I would have loved the Mets to get a legit catcher, mainly a guy who's a defensive stud, a team leader, give you a clutch at bat. I don't need a guy who's going to hit 20 homers. I don't need a guy who's going to hit for high average. Give me a guy who hits 260, drives in some runs in big spots, bats low on the order, but plays excellent defense, handles the staff with care. 
the leadership, those type things. Russell Martin, Yadier Molina, that's the type of catcher I believe you need. Salvi Perez, even though he's not a veteran, he was great for the Royals. Yeah, he still is great. I, I love goods, and I know Perez is better offensive than uh, than most guys. You look at Buster Posey, same thing. Those guys are another level, but I'll take a lesser level guy like Russell Martin or even at this point in his career, Yadier Molina, who I know just re-signed with the Cardinals. They got an extension, so the idea of getting him uh, on this team clearly is not going to happen, even though it was a pipe dream to begin with. But those type guys, I'm with you. Those are the type of guys you want. You mentioned Gary Carter, and man, I love Gary Carter too as a young kid. And obviously, sad, uh, you know, that uh, Gary Carter no longer with us. I loved him. He was probably my favorite Met from those '86 teams. I think growing up, and I loved a lot of those guys. But something special about the kid. But that doesn't mean I didn't love Piazza. I mean, come on, I. I don't understand. I've heard that before. Um, Evan Roberts, obviously, at the fan, used to, him and I used to go back and forth about that. He never loved Piazza either, and I never understood that. I never understood how he couldn't love Piazza the way that I did. Maybe even more so because he's a little bit younger than I was, so I have a, an appreci- uh, a different appreciation for him. Man, Mike Piazza. He's, I mean, I know I didn't see Seaver, but Piazza's the greatest man I've ever seen. How many moments does the guy have to give you? If there was a big spot in a game, Mike Piazza came up to the plate. He did not disappoint. It almost seemed ever. Late in the game, mid-game, whatever. Yankee Yankee games against the Braves. Didn't matter. Whoever. He provided so many moments that I didn't even care when he came in as a Padre. I always rooted for Piazza. Matter of fact, I was, I'm still mad at Willie Randolph. For the way he handled Piazza's final final game in 2005 out at Chase Stadium. Taking Piazza out of the game. Now, I get what Willie was trying to do. He took Piazza out of the game in the field in like the eighth inning when Piazza would have been due up for another at-bat. Willie, get a clue. The fans could have appreciated Piazza if he got one more at-bat. That's what everybody wanted to see. You didn't need to take him away. That's classic Willie overthinking the situation. Taking Piazza out, lets him go out there to start the inning, and then takes him out uh, as a catcher, has him walk off the field like that. Give him one more at-bat. Let him get the final at-bat, for goodness sake. Still annoyed with Willie for that one. We'll always love Mike Piazza forever. He could do no wrong. And Piazza out there at opening day, good to see him, and had his Hall of Fame ring on. Number, you always have Piazza now in that number 31 up there forever out at uh, City Field. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. In for Pete, here's Sal Licata. Another pair of Mets tickets to give away next hour. We'll talk to Frank Fleming, the crazy Mets fan who was annoyed with the New Jersey Transit yesterday, to say the least. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. I was just talking to Kersey, who's in here now for our What's Worse segment. Uh, be, during the break, you were talking about my love for Piazza. I need to get him on one of these days. I know Pete's had him on a couple of times. It is like, it's a dream. It's a bucket list thing. I need to talk to Piazza. I'll give you $531 if you could ever book him. 31 and on. It, it stands for this year, next year, whenever. Is that enough? That's a, that's a fair amount, right? Yeah, I'll have him on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next time, I mean, I don't care when it is, All-Star Weekend, whatever it is, I need to talk to Mike Piazza before I retire at some point. I love the guy. I want to interview him. I, I swear, my now it's out there, 531 bucks if you could ever get him. All right, Kersey, what do we got? 
Oh, we got it. We got a good one tonight. It was going to be actually Frank Fleming until he decided that he was going to come on tonight. I mean, that was just absolutely. I felt bad for him. Of course, I felt bad for him. You know, I, I, the, listen. We've been in that. I spot. don't like to be late anywhere. I like to be on time. I like to get to where I'm going, especially for something you're excited right. about. Like, right. I don't mind being late to you know court or something. <laughs> or but, work. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, come on. But then something important like Mets opening day, you got to get there on time. Um, so I'm excited to hear what he has to say uh, coming up in the next segment. But uh, something really, uh, there's a couple things that are bothering me, but let me get into one specific today. WOR Sports Zone. For God's sakes, don't make it any worse. What's worse? The first that we could do a little bit later is some knucklehead on Twitter who's trying to tell me that this is still a Yankees town, which yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. I saw that. You but, have uh, interesting Twitter it's things happening. I don't know. I want to say iter, uh, issues or beefs, but there's always something going on with your Twitter. Well, you know, listen, I, I mean, how's your grandfather doing? He's by doing the way? great. Okay, good he's to doing hear. Great. Uh, I'm, I like to engage people on Twitter. I'm not one of these people who are, you know, are so arrogant that they don't respond to anyone. Right. They think they're important. Right. Um, and that, so I, I interact. I had a great tweet yesterday. I found this. <laughs> if gift I must say, of, so. uh, I'm not so arrogant. I had a great tweet. No, yesterday, listen, I'll I must tell say you, so. I had a great tweet yesterday. Um, and you could follow me. Uh, at Joe Kersey, W-O-R. And I said, uh, after the Duda uh, three-run double, I said, remember when it was a Yankees town? And I had this gif yeah, uh, of Syndergaard and Harvey and DeGrom laughing. So it was, uh, it was well put together and by then people responded. I don't say so myself. <laughs> people responded back to that. I'm anyway, sure. this yeah. story today that uh, the Cowboys officially releasing Tony Romo. He is retiring from the NFL uh, to, I guess, replace Phil Simms as the lead analyst on CBS. Now, uh, Mark Wiener, who's producing the show tonight, and uh, he will be producing these uh, off-night shows uh, moving forward this season, made a great point. Uh, If you are a Giants fan... Oh. And the Giants are playing that feature game. You're stuck. You either get Troy Aikman, a former Cowboy That's quarterback, a- or Tony Romo, a former Cowboy. I mean, the, oh, oh. boy, Mark, that is an excellent point because I didn't even think about that. I did think of it from the aspect of, oh, you know, losing a New York legend and Giant great and Phil Simpson, and you have to listen to the Cowboy. I did not think that you have no out because exactly. the other Cowboy and Troy Aikman. That's it. We're just surrounded by Cowboys until Dak Prescott goes into broadcasting. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, uh, first of all, Romo, no experience. It's not easy. I'll tell you. Yeah. I work with a lot of broadcasters. Everyone thinks they could do it. It's right. not easy. And you've you've actually dealt though with players trying to make absolutely, the yeah, yeah a lot of guys, especially when we started doing the games here that yeah. uh, that tried to do it. Um, so, and people have good personalities, but how that translates on the air is uh, a little bit different. But. There was so much love and affection for Tony Romo, like the NFL lost some legendary quarterback today. Romo, he's 2-4 and four in his lifetime in the postseason. He's had some good games. He's had some good stats. Never were able to stay on the field. And when you think of Tony Romo, I don't know, maybe you're different, but when I think of Tony Romo, this is the memory I'm going to have of him. Second and six, Dallas at its own 35, 2.58 to go, protecting a five-point lead. Romo avoids a sack right now, throws it over the middle to Austin. The pass is intercepted at the 50-yard line. Okay, that was crazy. Yeah, bad decision by Romo after a horrible job of protecting, and he threw the ball. Right into the hands of Sam Shields. Forget about the botch snap against the Seahawks right. in the playoffs. Him as a quarterback, which is his main job, anyone could screw a snap that's not used to it. But five-point lead, fourth quarter, 
big game against the Packers, and he's carelessly throwing the ball away. And there's a name, Romoing. There, you're not good when you're associated with a negative word like that. He is not. I'm with you. I, and I said this before on Daily News Live earlier that uh, would it be disrespectful to call him an average quarterback at best? Somebody's got to tell me what exactly he has accomplished. I mean, Tony Romo is not an all-time great by any stretch. He's oh. a polarizing figure, and I understand that, but a lot of his polarization, I don't even know what the right word is, comes because of his ineptitude and his failures on the field. The time and time again getting injured, throwing the picks in a big spot, the Cowboys failing in a big spot, dating Jessica Simpson, dating Carrie Underwood. Those are a lot of things that made Tony Romo who he is. He's not exactly Brett Favre with the accomplishments on the field. Just to bring up one comparison of a recently retired quarterback, he's not Phil Simms. He's not Troy Aikman. I mean, you can find better players than Tony Romo and I'm with you, Kersey, to go from the field and a average career, in my opinion, to the number one lead analyst on CBS is just insulting to everybody. So I'll go through this very quickly, Sal, and you could decide what's worse. These are some of the worst hmm. Tony Romo collapses <laughs> in his tenure at the Cowboys. October 27, 2013, Dallas blows a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and gives up an 80-yard touchdown drive with one minute left to lose to Matt Stafford. September 12, 2011, remember week one against the Jets, his first game back from his collarbone injury. The Cowboys blow a 14-point fourth quarter lead highlighted by Romo's late fumble on the goal line and a pick to Darrell Reed in a tie game with under one minute left. Uh, 2012, um, they, he, um, Romo threw the touchdown pass to Dez, but he was out of bounds, so they reviewed it. No good. Dallas loses. December 8, 2008, week 14 to Pittsburgh. The Steelers score 17 unanswered with a game-winning DeShay-Towson pick six um, that started a December to remember or not remember for the Cowboys, which kept them out of the playoffs. Uh, October 2013 against Denver. Uh, Romo threw for over 500 yards, but a late pick that ruined the game against the Broncos. That uh, disastrous loss against the... Panthers two years ago where he threw like three picks including two pick six in the first half uh, one to Luke Keekley and uh, there was another one in that obviously the um, 2008 loss to the Giants yeah that's now you're talking about the playoffs that they had the bye yep. right last game in the old Cowboys stadium that one to me is a bad one because I thought that was their window. Yep, that was the one, and that led to the famous Terrell Owens. That's my teammate. That's yeah. my quarterback. Right. And then, of course, the wild card loss to Seattle on January of 2007, the year before. Jeez, that was 2007. Crazy. Man, I remember With that, Jessica like... Simpson in the pink jersey watching the game. Hey, how could you forget that, Jessica Simpson? Farewell, you... Tony Romo. All right. Do you have a list of his greatest accomplishments? Carrie Underwood, Jessica Simpson, yeah, and he threw a couple. There touchdowns. was a couple other blondes, I guess, yeah. mixed in there along the way. He. And I'm not trying to take away from. Romo's personality. Look, maybe he's great at this. I, I I feel bad for Phil Sims. I think Phil's getting a bad rap here. I don't think that Romo deserves that job based on merit. Um, the worst one to me, I'll probably go back. And he's had some bad... You know, I know people love to defend Romo, right? And say everything's not his fault. And I get it. Not everything, not all the failures have been his fault. But in big spots... He failed to produce time and time again. Whether you blame him or blame his team, he is the quarterback. Other guys got it done. He didn't. That Two and Gi- four in the playoffs. That Giants loss in 2008 was a brutal. That's probably the worst loss the Cowboys have had during the Romo era. Am I wrong for saying that? No, I think you're you, absolutely right. Because you remember it, Eli, the Giants were not a good team that year. They just beat Tampa Bay. They're going into Big D. 
I know you like Brandon kind of- Jacobs with a touchdown, throws the ball against the scoreboard. Tumor- with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Had a big touchdown, and then Romo sealed it with a pick uh, late in that game. I'm trying to think who the uh, the corner was. Um, not Merriweather. Um, uh, I don't know. Aaron Ross? No, no. It was uh, someone they picked up that year, too. Mm. I'll anyway. think about it during the break. Anyway. I'm excited for Frank Fleming. Yeah, yeah. All right, so should we break? He's coming yeah, up next. Yeah, he's coming up next. All right, we'll get to your calls, too. I see Juan hanging in there. 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. That fanatic, angry, commuting Mets fan, Frank Fleming. Going to have some fun with him next on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. This is the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete McCarthy, here's Sal Licata. New Jersey Tragic is the absolute worst. I'm not going to get to my game now because they are incompetent. Incompetent. They tell track G, track H, track E, and then I get on track H, and they say, no, this train's not wrong. Their announcement is wrong. One of the great rants you will ever hear, and we've all been there before. If you're a commuter in this city, you've definitely dealt with the anger and frustration displayed by uh, our next guest, Frank Fleming, joins us right now. Frank, I got to be honest with you. When I first saw the video, I thought back to myself and thought, man, thank goodness there were no video cameras around to record me when I would get angry being late to opening day, whether it's the train or uh, or the car. Did you make it to the game on time, Frank, after all that? I missed the opening ceremony, which is basically the whole point of opening day. That's half the fun of opening day. You get to see all the players introduced one by one. Names before the players, I get play, the cheer, cheer the players. Of course, uh, I get to boo the uh, training staff for uh, not keeping the Mets healthy. Uh, boo the uh, cheer uh, Cespedes, uh, Flores. I mean, it would have been so nice. I'd four. Uh, I, I just love the whole pageantry of opening day. Yeah, yeah well, that's the whole. That's the whole po- out the, uh, Yeah, that's the whole point, Frank. You're right. You want to go to opening day. I mean, you got to get there. You know, on time, and you want to be able to cheer everybody that Howie announces out there. Now, did you leave? Did you give yourself enough time, or were you running late? You could be honest with me, Frank. I left at 8 o'clock in the morning. What? I, yes. 8 a.m., and you didn't get there until after the first pitch? Yes, it took me over five hours to get there. Oh, my God. That's even worse than I thought, Frank. Yeah, I was on it. The, the train I was on was basically the next one in after the derailment and I was stuck in a tunnel for like an hour before they uh, reversed everyone back to uh, the caucus. So take me through Frank and I can imagine the frustration and I say this with a smile because I it's funny to me but obviously not funny to you but we've all been there before take me through your feeling when you got off that train or wherever you were when you walked out and saw the camera crew looking to to talk to somebody you were pretty upset at that moment weren't you? Yes. And you, and you let I mean, yeah, go ahead. Expand on basically that. Basically, what happened was, uh, after we get reverse sentencey caucus, they say we had to take a Hoboken train to the path. So uh, they announced track A, Hoboken, track A, Hoboken. 
So I get on the train. It's on track eight. I'm getting ready to do a Facebook status update. And a New Jersey transit worker comes walking by, bumps me. I knock my my phone falls. It gets cracked. Oh, man. Frank, you had a rough and, opener. Uh, and then they said that, okay, it's track G. It's track G. This is not the right train. So I go over to track G. That train's too full. They're not letting anyone else on. And they say, okay, they're going to have a train on track E. Then the platform's too full. They're not letting anyone else on the platform. At that point, I decided to go try to catch an Uber to Hoboken. And that's when I saw the cameraman. Oh, man. So you did catch an Uber to Hoboken, and then you took the train out to city from there? Uh, well, I took the Uber to the World Trade Center. Right. I got lost for about a half hour in the Oculus. <laughs> I, I mean, that thing is beautiful in there. But it's like a maze. I mean, how, I don't know how to get out of there. I'm familiar with it now because that's why I just moved downtown. So I know what you're talking about with the Oculus. All right. So you went from the Oculus to what? You took a train up to Grand Central and took the seven. Uh, I took a uh, uh, I took the uh, cab to uh, the Javits Center and then I took the seven train in. How much did it cost you to get to City Field yesterday? Uh, well, in terms of extra cabs to and from. About an extra uh, $35. Boy, you know, that's brutal, Frank. You had a. Now, we're over 24 hours uh, past the incident. How do you feel about New Jersey Transit at the moment? They're pathetic. They are absolutely pathetic. I mean, I can't believe this morning I'm here on a holiday schedule. I mean, it was last night when I was coming home, there was no train. I had to take a pass train home, too. It was ridiculous. Well, Frank. I mean, how is this not clear yet? Yeah, well, Frank, a train was derailed. I mean, you know, issues do happen. Don't you give them any, um, you know, any any wiggle room for error, or you just, you know, I understand the train gets derailed, but subways get derailed, and they clear them up right away, and the the service interruption is minimal. Is there another event, Frank? You think that would have made you more angry that you would be late to? I mean, a regular season game. You, you, I'm hearing you have a Saturday package. If you were late for a regular season game on a Saturday, not a big deal. But opening day is pretty special. You got to be there on time. Yeah, and I'm missing a bobblehead would tick me off. All oh, right, because you'd probably miss out on the bobblehead. Yeah. So if I'm not one of the fifteen, the first fifteen thousand, and I always leave early for that too. I'm always like one of the people that's sitting out in front of the stadium two hours before you open the gate. Yeah, we, out. we probably ran into each other a year ago. Oh, that's right. Last year was the 86 Mets uh, giveaway with the uh, Orozco bobblehead. They had the ring, right? Remember the ring weekend? Oh, you know what? I was sick that weekend. Oh, oh, Frank. Well, I was out there waiting in line, and I made it on time. Okay, so, I mean. Yeah, I, I uh, unfortunately had a bout with MRSA. Oh, well, geez. Frank, I missed that whole weekend. Frank, this is getting worse by the minute here. You know, at first I just thought you were an angry commuter who happened to be late for opening day, but now it, it turns out you had a really a really rough opener with all you had to do to get out there to City Field. Did you at least enjoy yourself out of the ballpark yesterday with the Mets 6 nothing win? Well, after the first two innings, I was just, just like still being amped up and <laughs> angry. Uh, I calmed down, and once we finally got to the six run, but, yeah, it was enjoyable. How was the commute home for you, Frank? Uh, it wasn't much easier. Really? Yeah. Well, first off, you know, the seven trains, there's rarely express trains available, so it's a slow ride there. But then you get to Penn Station, and there was the uh, nobody knew what was going on. They had to sign standby, 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 and there's just a bunch of, like, a sea of humanity. Nobody knows what's going on. Eventually, I had to go to the path train to get the path train. Uh, the escalator wasn't working, so I had to climb the stairs. Walk three blocks. My legs are already killing me as it is. Mm. And my uh, legs feel like jello by the time I get to the pass train. 
Is there anything, Frank, you could tell the listeners right now, something we could take away and learn from this? Have you learned anything from this on how to get to the ballpark in the future? I wish I had another option. I mean, uh, hmm. I know Friday night I'm getting lucky. Uh, exceptions are going to take away some of the pain. They've uh, offered to give me uh, a ride and two tickets to the uh, Friday night game. Oh, nice. Well, how about that? Good for Exeteran picking you up right there. Literally picking you up and taking you to the game. Are you going back out Saturday as part of your Saturday plan, too? Uh, Yeah, I probably will. Wow. So uh, you're a committed fan, Frank. How long have you been a Met fan for? Uh, over 30 years. Have you ever had an issue getting to City Field or Shea Stadium for opening day before or any big game before? Uh, Not like this, no. Yeah, this is a bad one. It happens, Frank. I'll be honest with you. It's the stuff that nightmares are made of. I've thought about it many a time, uh, whether it's sleeping, going to bed before the big game and waking up uh, feeling, or, or dreaming that uh, having a nightmare that you missed the game or missed first pitch. Frustrating feeling. Uh, let's hope it doesn't set a bad precedent for the season, okay? I mean, uh, there is the, the only other issue I had was coming home after the home run derby uh, in 2013. Oh, that was, that was a nightmare. I was there for that too, yeah. Trains were back yeah, up, that right? Was- that was pretty bad. What'd you end up doing? Did you go to McFadden's and have a couple of pops like me and my friends did? No, I just waited until they, uh, everything opened again. Frank, I feel badly for all that you've been through. Now, I know Exeteran hooked you up. I know you have a Saturday plan, but uh, Joe Kersey and our team here at OR wanted to give you a couple of tickets to maybe another Friday night game and have you go out there and hang out with Petey Mack, who maybe will broadcast from the stadium, take you up to the booth, have you meet Howie and Josh. You interested in that? Oh, yes. No, there you go. All right, so we'll take care of you. We'll put you on hold and talk to Kersey and get all the details. Look, Frank, I've been there before, my friend. Uh, I appreciate you ranting against the New Jersey Transit and getting your frustration out there because you speak for the majority of us. I feel your pain. I know nothing will make up for the fact that you missed the opening day ceremonies in a year where potentially the Mets could win the World Series. You could never again look back and say that you were there when the Mets, the championship Mets, if they do go on and win the 2017 World Series, you cannot look back and say that you were there for the opening introduction. So there's no way to make it up for you, but we'll try by giving you a pair of tickets. There'll be a way to make it up for me. Win the World Series and get me on a float. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's uh, that's up to the Mets there, Frank. Uh, we'll see what we can do. You do you mind if I uh, plug my website? No, you have a website? I mean, look at Frank doing big things. Do you have a website? Yeah, it's called sportsencyclopedia.com. Sportsencyclopedia.com? Sportsencyclopedia. There's no N. Encyclopedia. com. What does that entail, Frank, if you don't mind me asking? It's a sports history website, and I update the front page every day with news of the day. Sports history website? Yep. Okay, interesting. Sports, uh, we say it again? I forgot. Ecyclopedia.com. I e- have the history of every team in the four major sports, plus teams that don't exist anymore and leagues that don't exist anymore. Oh, actually for sounds- example, I have forgotten NFL teams like North Tornadoes. Actually sounds pretty interesting. We'll check that out, Frank. Uh, I appreciate a couple minutes. Listen, seriously, good luck with your commutes the rest of the way at City Field. Hope to see you out there in the postseason this year. Okay, sure. Frank Fleming, uh, big Mets fan, the angry commuter, uh, as maybe he'll be known. You know, it's over 24 hours, and he's still angry at that. Look, we could all relate. We've been there before. I remember wanting to get out of my car and do some damage to either neighboring cars or just people walking by years ago when I almost missed uh, the opening day ceremonies. I did miss, as a matter of fact, Jesse Roscoe throwing out the first pitch. I guess that was, oh, man. Yeah, it must have been 2006. Had to be the anniversary of... uh, 
the 86 team, and it was still out there at Shea Stadium. Anyway, we've all been through that uh, frustration, so good to hear from Frank, who's not gotten over it and uh, probably never will. 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Your call's next. Also, remember, a pair of Mets tickets to give away to you next hour, so be listening for that. We'll talk to John Harper next hour as well. A lot more to do here on the Sports Zone. Sal Cotton for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 WOR. Now, more of the WOR Sports Zone. And for Pete McCarthy, here's Sal Licata. I was just checking out Frank Fleming's Twitter. And, you know, he's he must be enjoying all the pub that is coming his way uh, recently. Check out his website if you're so into it. But, uh Frank, uh, even flirting with uh, a woman, I noticed on uh, on his Twitter uh, account there. So, Frank enjoying his uh, his few minutes here, and look, rightfully so. Anybody who's been put through that misery, whether it's from the New Jersey Transit, the Long Island Railroad, just driving around in the streets of Manhattan, New Jersey, Long Island, wherever you may be. You know what? You deserve uh, to enjoy yourself a little bit, and good for Frank to uh, get some at least positive things to happening, although he missed the introductions, and he'll never be able to live that down. Uh, no question about that, but at least having some fun with it. All right, let's go to the phones here, 800 Remember, a pair of Mets tickets to give away next hour. Uh, John Harper of the Daily News will join us next hour. We'll talk some baseball uh, in a serious or more serious manner anyway at 835. 800 Juan is in the Bronx. Juan, you're on the voice of New York, 710 WR. What's up, Juan? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good show. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. What's on your mind, Juan? Okay. Listen, I'm on a so quick voice, please. I'm, I'm sorry, Hello? say that again. I'm a Romo, two quick points. Okay, two quick points, go ahead. Uh, okay, yeah, what I keep asking myself is, why is this all over the audio stations? Why is this all over the five of the news? Why is this all over the evening news? And furthermore, going away. Of course, he will be compared to Marino, but at least Marino set all kinds of records. And I hope that when the camera focuses on him, he doesn't get hurt somehow. Thank you, Sal. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's it, Juan. I thought you said you had two points. Well, I guess not. That was one point for Juan. Um, Anti-Tony Romo call right there in case you needed uh, me to translate that one for you. Juan, not a big fan. And making fun of Tony Romo and the fact that he's uh, been fragile, uh, to say the least. Uh, for the latter part, at least, of uh, of his career. Look, I, I don't know why. And maybe I do know why. I talked about it before a little bit, Kersey. Why Romo is such a polarizing figure. He's got a good personality. Nobody's denying that. The, going back to dating Jessica Simpson, Carry Underwood, being the Cowboys quarterback, having some success, but not enough success to where it became, you know, okay, you know, like Eli Manning, so to speak, going out there winning a couple of Super Bowls. His failures in big spots became the story. That became one of the main reasons why he was a polarizing figure. So, I don't know. I, I, I have a problem with. I don't have a problem with him joining the broadcasting ranks. That's fine. I do have an issue with him jumping from the field of play to the number one analyst role uh, for CBS team. And I feel bad for Phil Sims. John is on Long Island. John, you're on the Voice of New York, seven ten WOR. Hey, Sal. What's up, buddy? Good. What's up, John? How are you, man? Not too bad, man. I just got home from my LIR commute. I was wondering, what's your commute like, buddy? Well, I mean, I've had several of them. Right now, I am driving in from Bergenfield, so, I mean, it's hit or miss, but it's usually okay. But I have done the commute from Long Island and dealt with the Long Island Railroad. Uh, I've lived in the city for a while, so I had the advantage of not really having to commute. 
Um, so I, I've done a, a little bit of everything. Right now, I can't complain. It's not awful. It's not great. It's not as good as it was when I was living in the city, but it's not awful. Look, as long as I don't have to take the Long Island Railroad, John, uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm with you there, buddy. All right, so let me tell you what's on the top of my mind. I'm worried about what do you think the deal is with Mejia right now? Why are we still him on contract? What do you think the future plans are? Is he ever going to play baseball again? Uh, I would say no. If they didn't get a lifetime ban, Henry Mejia, isn't that the last from him? No, I guess you could he appeal did. them. He did, yeah. I think he's going to try to appeal. There was some sort of conspiracy theory thing he was trying to push. I'm just curious about the dollar uh, the dollar amount that they agreed to with the Mets. Uh, I think it was the end of last year. Well, what do you mean the dollar amount? I'm assuming when he gets suspended like that and kicked out of baseball, the Mets don't have to pay him anything. They don't have to pay him, but they settled on some sort of contract that was worth a couple million. So I'm just curious why they even did that if, if he's banned for life and they're never going to put him back in. I will look into that, John, and thank you for the call. I, I honestly don't know. I never cared to even look it up. I assume that if a player is, is banned from baseball, why would they work out a million-dollar agreement uh, and have to pay Henry Mejia a couple million. Can we look into that, guys, when you get a second, maybe? Because I don't have the advantage of a uh, computer in here. But I don't know what uh, why they would have to pay Henry Mejia. I'll tell you this. I remember being out at City Field a couple years ago when Mejia first got suspended, and you could see it in Sandy Alderson's face how disgusted he was with the actions of Mejia. And Mejia was supposed to be a significant part of this. Remember, he was the closer before Familia. It was supposed to be Familia 8, Mejia 9. And then that dope went out there and got himself suspended. Then he comes back and he does it again. And the Mets are better off because of it. That guy, his antics. And he, I mean, Mejia had the potential to be an effective back end of the bullpen piece. But the Mets are better off with uh, with Jarese Familia anyway being the closer and maybe without the antics of, uh, of Henry Mejia. But how dumb do you have to be? I don't care what he blames on. How dumb do you have to be to get suspended multiple times and get banned from the sport? I would be surprised if they actually had to pay him money after being banned. Yeah, well, we don't even know. I, I, I don't know where he found that. Uh, Mejia owed a couple million dollars. I mean, yeah. Maybe I'll ask John Harper, see if he knows. We'll put Harper on the hot seat. Uh, at 835 of the New York Daily News. Um, well, next hour, we'll talk more Mets. Let me update you, by the way, on the scoreboard. I know if you're a Yankee fan, you're not listening to me right now. You're watching or listening to that game. But the Yankees do have a 3 nothing lead. Ronald Torres with a two-run shot, uh, paving the way to that 3 nothing lead. Sabathia threw two innings there against the Rays as the Yanks look to rebound from their poor opener, of course. Hockey, though, no score. And this is for the Islander fans. No score, Bruins and the Lightning at the end of one. And the Islanders uh, will be underway in just a few minutes from now in their all-important game in Nashville as they look to get one of the final, or not one of, get the final spot in the uh, Eastern Conference for the postseason. Although it seems unlikely, they still it is interesting to follow here uh, as uh, you know they have they play their final few games, see if they could somehow sneak in and get rewarded by facing the Washington Capitals. In the first round of the postseason. Pair of Mets tickets to give away next hour. We'll talk to John Harper, the New York Daily News. Maybe more Romo as well. And also, we didn't recap the national championship yet. I know at this point it's old news, but we're going to hear from Roy Williams and Mark Few. And I'll give you my thoughts on the officiating from last night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.